Hello, it's Heike and happy Thanksgiving if you're in the United States because today is Thanksgiving and I hope you have a great day. And for anybody that is not in the U.S., not celebrating Thanksgiving, I hope you have an amazing day as well. Are you taking a trip this year to celebrate Thanksgiving or Christmas with your grown kids and their family? Are you meeting the family, including everyone from your parents to your kids and perhaps some grandkids in some incredible location of your choosing because we have not been able to go far in those last two years? Or is everyone coming to your house to feast? Either way, don't let that trip or visit that you're taking be a guilt trip. The holidays are not about stressing what you can or can't eat, counting calories, or doing an extra workout to burn some of those extra calories you'll be eating. Instead, the holidays are a time to enjoy your family, food, and have fun. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking, what about my intermittent fasting strategies during the holidays? How do I deal with all of this? Can I stick to my fasting window? Will it be difficult to tell everybody that I'm fasting now and I just don't eat during certain times? Well, in this episode, we are talking all about intermittent fasting strategies for the holidays. But before we dive in, get on the wait list for the next Empty Nest Reboot starting in January. This is a four-week program where I show you how intermittent fasting and Pilates exercises fit into your lifestyle for an empty nester mom over 50. And this can be done easily and seamlessly into what you're doing right now. I'll leave a link in the show notes so you can get on the wait list and be the first to know when we're opening our doors for the empty nest reboot again. So let's dive into today's episode. I'm Heike Yates, a fitness and nutrition coach with 30 years of experience. I empower empty nester moms over 50 to take back their health and strength to feel vibrant in their second half of life. Right now, you're joined by thousands of empty nester moms around the world who stop dimming their light and instead ignite their spark. On this podcast, I do what I do best, taking complicated information about fitness, nutrition, and mindset strategies, and breaking it down into baby steps that are simple, actionable, and reliable, so you can implement them into your life. I regularly interview some of the most inspiring guests who share their honest stories on how they went from their worst to their best in life so that you know you're not alone in your struggles. Join me as we redefine what aging looks and feels like by taking action and saying, yes, I can. This is the Pursue Your Spark I'm sure you have a Thanksgiving tradition, just like in my house, we have one. And in the last couple of years, 
we always got together with my son and his wife, my daughter, and the two of us. So the five of us created this amazing Thanksgiving feast with, as everybody has, way too much food, but my son and his wife are incredible chefs and they come up with all kinds of cool things to make and my daughter is a vegetarian so we have a vegetarian version of thanksgiving as well this year will be different my son has moved away so they're now living in amsterdam and we're celebrating thanksgiving from afar and my daughter will come and so we still make her vegetarian version of thanksgiving but my husband already warned me he said heike don't buy that big turkey you always buy this year only you and i will eat turkey so i'm really having a tough time to decide of should i get some turkey breast or should I maybe find a 10-pound turkey? I know we can always make turkey salads and things like that out of turkey, but it just put a smile on my face because I usually get a ginormous turkey because I'm thinking everybody is so hungry, which, of course, by the time we get to the meal, everybody has tasted and had appetizers. And the food lasts for several days, which is great, too. I love leftovers. So we are preparing meals that we don't make any other time of the year. And you might be looking forward to that special stuffing your daughter-in-law makes or the pie that Aunt Jane will bring because she only makes that pie once a year. The time between Thanksgiving and New Year's is the most challenging time of the year to stick to your hard-earned health and wellness goals. There is so much temptation. The trouble is it's not the actual holiday because it's usually just a day. And then we're done. It's the days between where we might think, since I didn't stick to my routine, it's okay to blow the rest of the year and restart in January. Unfortunately, you might end up gaining 5 to 10 pounds during that time without noticing. You start eating at Thanksgiving, then you start eating the leftovers, and then you think, oh, well, the pie is already here. I'm going to eat the pie. Over time, it adds up. And then usually during this time, we're also super busy with work. It's the deadlines, the end of the year, things we have to get done, wrapping some presents, shopping for presents, or whatever it is you do between Thanksgiving and New Year's, it's always a lot of stress. And then we stress, and so we eat more. And I want you to stop feeling guilty and instead stick with my tips and strategies that I'm sharing today and continue to see progress in your intermittent fasting efforts without feeling deprived. You know... It's not about being perfect. And instead, let's think about moving forward with progress. You may also enjoy my post titled The Five Tips for a Strong and Lean Core Over 50, where I share with you why a strong and lean core is something that everyone can achieve, no matter what size or age. And that builds, this post builds on, or today's post actually builds on that post that I did back then. And I'll leave a link in the show notes, of course, so you can re-listen to it 
or you can read it as in blog post form. But here are my five important intermittent fasting strategies for the holidays. And number one is don't skip your workouts. Let's be honest. When we have guests, when we travel, we tend to skip our workouts because we feel we don't have enough time to do it all. You say, oh, when I'm going to somebody's house or I'm traveling somewhere to visit, it would be rude to exercise and take away time from the people that I'm actually visiting. The opposite is actually true. But you can take them with you on a walk, a run, and and loosen up the whole time of sitting down, eating and drinking all the time. But exercise is a great way to reduce stress. If you're suddenly thrown in with everyone in the family, the ones you like, and the other ones that are not your cup of tea, tension will sure bubble up. And instead, plan workout times to offset the stress that you don't need. And you know, we don't have to go for hours and hours. It doesn't have to be time consuming or bound to a piece of equipment or a location to exercise. Just visualize you're traveling to your kids. They're adult kids, they're grown. You may live in their house or you be in a hotel room just to create a little bit of distance. Your hotel room could be the perfect location to exercise. You have just a little bit of space. You don't need a lot of space. And if you need some ideas for that little space, you just go to my YouTube channel, link is in the show notes, where you can get some ideas or you can follow along with me on some of the really short videos I made that are three to five to eight minutes long. And you can squeeze those in anytime. All you have to do is put your mind to it, not feel guilty that you're actually taking those five minutes away from whatever it is you're doing and do something for yourself. So there's some ideas for that. Or you just go for a run and walk. Or another thing is, like I mentioned before, is incorporate others. If your adult kids love to play soccer, or, I mean, I'm German, so I would say soccer comes to mind first. Play a game of soccer. If there's grandkids, I'm sure you can do stuff with them. It's important that you move. It doesn't matter what you do, but, you know, when you get everybody moving, breathing, you get to know each other better, you reconnect. Because isn't it true that when we, just even for a few weeks, don't see each other, we don't talk to each other, it's a little bit awkward at first. It's the, how is the weather type conversation? And yeah, so what are you making for Thanksgiving or Christmas, whatever the meal is? How is work? And to go beyond those general questions and the usual, what I call blah, 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 because that's part of what they are, the other people or you, but that's not really what we're all about. We have other things in our head, in our minds that move us. So move and all this moving will put a smile on everybody's face and some sweat burning extra calories. Not that we're counting calories, 
but calories do matter, especially during the holidays when we're adding more salt, more sugar, more portions. Let's be honest and let's move. Number two, don't be ashamed that you are fasting. Some family members may know that you practice intermittent fasting and others may not. Often those who don't know that you're fasting don't understand why this is a good idea. They tend to treat us or tempt us with treats, extra pie, more food than we want on our plate. And they're like, well, this is not enough food. You got to have, you know, you need to eat more for strength. You need to eat more for energy. Although you know your portion size that you've learned through the emptiness reboot is a hand size signal and you know what's on your plate and you know you want to stay away from the creamy uber cheesy I don't really know what kind of dish that is dishes but people tend to press food on you and they want to make sure that you don't starve or they say why would you fast Why would you starve yourself? That's a typical line that I get. I am not starving myself, which is not true because intermittent fasting is all about abundance of food, making the choices when you eat, how much you eat, what types of food you eat, you choose. You don't have to eat what's there or what's pushed up on uh, on you. And, um, If you've been following me for a little while, you know I have microscopic colitis and my microscopic colitis has adverse reactions when I eat certain foods. So I am not in a happy place, but also I developed allergies because of it. And I'm very cautious in what's in it. And people usually say, oh, this is fine. You're not allergic to this. It's gonna be great for your stomach. And then you point out which is the ones you don't want. And they go, oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, I put, like in my case, carrots in there. And they didn't even think about it. So don't be shy. Stand up and you don't have to justify why you're fasting. Or perhaps if you don't even mention it, then it's not a topic. You could say, I'm just not hungry right now. I just ate. I I eat a little bit later. Let me have a glass of water first. Let me drink some herbal tea before I dive in. I want to look at the options that I have, which is true. You're not making up a lie. On the other hand, if you keep getting pressure, let them know, like I said, you just don't eat during certain times. You're not hungry. You wait till the next meal and... Um, Instead of eating the standard afternoon cheese dip, you may nibble on some carrots or on some herbal tea. So there's always a way around it. But don't be ashamed. Don't feel guilty that you're fasting and that you're not sticking, which is true too, to a traditional eating schedule. Like in Germany, which is, I think, crazy, you have lunch And then there's coffee and cake in the afternoon. And I'm still full from lunch. And people are like, but I made this cake. You have to try it. And I take a spoonful and they're like, oh, no, no, you need to eat more. And so stick up for yourself. Don't be ashamed. 
and just say no, and that's okay. Number three is focus on intuitive eating. Don't plan what you won't eat. Instead, eat until you're 80% full or perhaps a little more because it is the holidays and the food is so delicious. But don't wait until you have to open the buttons on your pants, right? Listen to your body. Your body by now knows the good habits that you've established already. It knows I am full. And because something that you don't eat all year doesn't justify to do double or triple portions. I remember somebody who was telling me every year after Thanksgiving that he basically ate half the pie every time from the two or three pies that were there. And he said, I just kept going back for another piece and another piece and another piece. Remember that intermittent fasting is not a diet and you can eat from all food groups, no matter how they are prepared. But you might want to choose the least cheesy and fatty version of what's offered. You want to say with the 80% full, okay, I know what 80% full means. That means I could, if you're not familiar, that could mean that I'm eating, I could always eat a little bit more, but I'm satisfied. I've satisfied all my food groups. I got a little bit of this and that and the other, and I got a a little tiny piece of, of the pie, just so I know that it's tasty, but I don't need more because more means that you're fuller, that you suddenly no longer eat intuitively. You eat based on your cravings. Yeah, we're minimizing salt, sugar, unhealthy fats in our diet when we're intermittent fasting. And hopefully not just because we're fasting, but because it's healthier for us as a woman over 50. It stops those cravings or reduces the cravings that we trigger by continuing to eat, which spikes our insulin levels. And that creates more cravings. So you have the first piece of pie. You're like, oh, heck, I'm going to eat the second one. And then you, maybe an hour later, you think, oh, there's still this other pie I haven't tried. So this is your insulin levels spiking. And then your body crashes and it craves more sugary or salty, whatever it is that you crave, uh, eats or foods in order to satisfy, satisfy this. So focus on intuitive eating. For more tips, also check out my post, how intuitive eating can improve your health and how to get started. Again, I'll put a link in the show notes for you to check back with us. Number four is be mindful of alcohol. Drinking on an empty stomach, fasted or otherwise, is never a good idea. So instead, you can drink alcohol, but in moderation and time it with your eating window. Yeah, so you drink alcohol when you eat, not without it. Don't forget that alcohol contains calories more than most other macronutrients. For instance, carbohydrates are four grams of uh, four calories per gram. Protein is four calories per gram. Alcohol is seven calories per gram. 
fat is nine calories per gram. So when you think about the carbs and the proteins are almost give and take half of what your alcohol, what, what your glass of wine is, it makes you really take a double take or think that, wow, I had no idea. During intermittent fasting, you're trying to limit insulin production and keep your blood sugar levels as even as possible. Just like I mentioned before with the intuitive eating. But drinking alcohol does impact insulin levels. There's some research that indicates that alcohol causes insulin to decrease, which in theory would be a good thing if you want to lose weight. So you just keep drinking and don't eat. No, not a good idea. This is empty calories, extra sugar, and it's unhealthy. But on the other hand, some other studies show that alcohol negatively affects the liver and insulin resistance, so become less insulin resistance. You know, the pros and cons to drinking alcohol and when consumed in moderation, Alcohol can decrease the risk of several chronic diseases like heart disease, stroke, dementia, and diabetes. But as mentioned before, there are side effects. For example, drinking alcohol can cause or contribute to cancer or the development of cancer, liver disease, obesity, and high blood pressure. But it's also one of the food that causes inflammation then can cause other diseases. And when we think of intermittent fasting, many people think about that they want to lose weight, that they want to lose body fat, which is true. But a huge benefit of intermittent fasting really is that we're giving our gut a rest. We're letting our body metabolize all the food, letting it digest until there's nothing left to help break down old cells and aid in the production of healthy new cells in our gut. When you think of inflammation in your gut, inflammation in your joints, drinking alcohol, and I'm thinking wine because I do like wine, contributes to, to that inflammation in your joints as well. So if you have arthritis, think about how much you are drinking to reduce inflammation. Whatever you choose to do during the holidays and beyond is your joy, choice. But know that most forms of alcohol contain sugar, which then spikes your insulin, insulin levels making you more likely to crave more sugars. Said it before about intuitive, intuitive eating. Plus, alcohol contains calories that add up to weight gain and here goes, here goes again, the belly bloat, which is inflammation. Also, drinking alcohol lowers your inhibitions and can making fasting much more challenging. You start drinking a couple of glasses of wine and you get hungry. You get peckish. You say, oh yeah, let's have a little bit of cheese and some crackers and maybe salami on the side that goes really great with the wine and some nuts. And bam, you added a whole meal 
to drinking your wine and then you eat some more and you don't even notice. You know, I'm not against drinking alcohol. I love a good glass of wine or two, but these are things that we need to know and we need to keep in the back of our mind how it affects our health, how it affects our habits. And if you're drinking too much and you can't lose belly fat and can't lose weight, this may be the reason why. The National Institute of Health recommends that women stick to one or fewer drinks per day and men should consume no more than two drinks a day. So that adds up over the course of the week when you think about the calories. And number five is drink more waters. The strategy you the strategies you have learned in the Emptiness Reboot, and if you have not joined the Emptiness Reboot, the link is in the show notes. Join it, get on the wait list, are still valid during the holidays. And one of them is to stay completely hydrated. Drink at least 10 to 15 glasses of water per day. And it may sound like a lot, but keep a water bottle or a cup of tea around all the time. That when you're tempted to grab the piece of cheese, you grab that glass of sparkling water, flavored water, uh, tea, whatever you like to drink that is non-alcoholic, has no calories, to help you get over the craving. It's almost You know, I always compare it to somebody who smokes and wants to break the habit of smoking. There's people that are still smoking. You always need something in your hands. Or think about a cocktail party. If you hold a a glass in your hand, you're less likely to go to the buffet and keep eating. So there's a whole whole bunch of things to think about, and I can get off the deep end here, but... Most holidays, holiday meals are higher in fat. We know that. Half more calories. We know that. Half added more salt and sugar. We know all of that. And that's why they taste so good. But to help flush out some of those toxins that we overdose on, basically, is keeping a water bottle close by and, con- and continue to drink water as much as possible, which means you go to the bathroom a lot, but that's also good for your kidneys. If you are tempted to eat food outside your fasting window and you're not hungry, go to step back to number three. But somebody said you need to eat. Start drinking water first before dipping into that food. Take your time with number three, mindful eating. But you might still eat up more than you're accustomed to. But you might end up eating less as well. So if you're drinking uh, alcohol, let me go back to that one more second. If you're drinking alcohol, drink one glass of wine, then another glass with sparkling water, with flavor or a lemon, and then perhaps another glass of wine. This gives you something for your hands to do. This also helps you flush out the toxins, just like I said. It keeps you hydrated, it keeps you less hungry, It keeps the calories at bay and it's just a, you know, drinking water is like a no-brainer. But here's all these strategies that I think are super helpful, not stressing out over the holidays, still 
fasting or sticking to your intermittent fasting strategy as best as you can with number one, don't skip your workout. Number two, don't be ashamed that you're fasting. Focus on your intuitive eating. Number four, be mindful of your alcohol consumption. And drink plenty of water, more than you think you need. Because the cool thing is, remember that intermittent fasting is flexible, practical, and straightforward by nature. And it doesn't change during the holidays. So use intermittent fasting as your secret weapon during the holidays to stay healthy and not gain maybe as much weight or not at all. Stick to the strategies that you have worked so hard for and follow them as best as you can. And don't beat yourself up if despite all your efforts, you have that second plate of food, the second piece of pie, or the third glass of wine. Finally, get back on track as soon as you can and don't wait till January 1st. This January 1st thing always has driven me crazy that people indulge for two months or a month and a half since Thanksgiving, giving themselves a free pass on food and drink and no exercise, only to come back and feel guilty and beat themselves up over and over again because they haven't been good during the holidays. This is baloney. We know We got this. We can do better than falling into that trap and then thinking, oh, maybe I should do a cleanse. I could lose weight quickly. Or maybe I should do some a fasting diet for my liver or something like that. Because you just want to lose weight. It's not about your liver. Because you know, did you know that your body does all this detoxing itself? Our body is an amazing machine. It does it all on its own. All you need to do is give it healthy, delicious, nourishing foods. Give it the exercise that it's deserving of to feel better, be stronger, healthier as an empty nester mom over 50. So you don't have to feel deprived during the holiday holidays because there's not just one because you can eat and drink what you want but be smart about it intermittent fasting is not a diet ladies but a lifestyle reach out with any questions you might have or any comments at Heike Yates on Facebook at Heike Yates Pursue Your Spark on Instagram I'm under Heike Yates and let me know how your holidays are going I'm always here for your comments, questions, and I will see you next time on the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Ciao!